Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour! Bonjour! I'm so happy to join with you today. I'm in the beautiful, beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina where spring is springing. Uh, it's a fantastic day and it's also a fantastic day because uh, today I have my friend as my guest on uh, the broadcast today. I have uh, John Mundy, author John Mundy, joining us. And I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. But we're going to start off here with a prayer, just like we always do. So I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart. As I am doing it, we take this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful for infinite wisdom, divine intelligence leading us and guiding us. We are grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, so grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to a new understanding of living A Course in Miracles. We're opening ourselves to a healing, a full release of the blocks to love. We are grateful and thankful to come together to remember our true nature is perfect love. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And uh, I am so uh, just filled with love and light, truly I am, I'm feeling that, and I'm so grateful to have uh, John Mundy uh, with us today, and we're going to be talking about practicing the principles of A Course in Miracles. John Mundy, as you may know, uh, is the author of numerous books, uh, he is a long, long time Course in Miracles student, and his books are super helpful in helping us to live a life of love and transformation. And uh, John's actually offering a class called Practicing the Presence, or rather, Practicing the Principles of A Course in Miracles that starts this week on Thursday, May 3rd. And um, Living A Course in Miracles, his book, Living A Course in Miracles, An Essential Guide to the Classic Text, is uh, the, the textbook for the class that he'll be offering. And John, are you there? I am here. Yay. I love it when the technology works. Right. And <laughs> as we know, we've, we've all had uh, challenges. Yes, yes. And um, we'll get into some details about the class. Uh, but, you know, I'd love to ask you first, John, your, as, uh, 
my listeners know, uh, this radio show is called A Course in Miracles, and the subtitle is Walking the Talk, Living the Love. And as you know, because you've known me for a many years now, uh, I do the class series Living A Course in Miracles and have their website, livingacourseinmiracles.com. And what what you wrote Living A Course in Miracles in um, what year? Uh, 12, 2012. 2012. So what was it that precipitated this? What, what was it that uh, caused you to write this particular book? Well, I've been writing it for a long time in the back of my mind as it was with um, mm. sermons and lectures and stuff. And then I was asked. I was asked by um, Sterling Publishing of New York City if I would produce just such a, a book for them. And, I mean, who could who could say no to having what you've been dreaming about being asked by a, Barnes & Noble's own Sterling, so a major company. Uh, some they came to me. I didn't go to them, and that was wonderful. Yes, but I was I ready to do it. <laughs> I can go imagine, ahead. and it's a very yeah. popular book and a very helpful book because it does break right. down uh, what it means to really live a course in miracles. And right. the class that you're offering, practicing the principles of a course in miracles, which it were you're using this beautiful book as the textbook practicing the principles living the course it's it's all the same thing and yet many people who study a course in miracles don't see that they're not living it they don't see that they're not practicing the principles what is the right. most common uh, kind of uh block to living and practicing the course that you you notice in in people's lives sure the, the most common thing that i notice is the speed with which you can allow your peace of mind to be taken away from you mm. so uh, if you've really been doing the course for a while Something is going to happen that's not going to take your peace away from you that would otherwise be disturbing. Somebody upset, cut you off on the road. There's a silly, simple illustration. But I was talking to a friend the other day, and she kept using the word, referring to somebody else, kept saying something was rude. And I thought, oh, rude, that's interesting, you know, that they jumped to that. They jumped, they jumped to seeing the problem. I'm not saying that somebody wasn't being rude to her, but it's that kind of a principle when when you see it, you know, when you say it upsets you, it makes you angry, it disturbs you. And you, we, we literally talk about how things take the peace of mind away from us. Mm-hmm. There's one woman I've been doing some counseling with out in Texas who uh, became very upset with our president and just was going, I hate him, hate him, just hate him. And I said, don't let anything, this, this is my basic teaching, I think, these days is don't let anything take the peace of God away from you, mm-hmm. especially something in the world, especially something like politics or the way somebody else is behaving or you know, nothing like that should take the peace of God away from you. The course, the foundation which was set up to publish the Course in Miracles originally is the foundation for inner peace. That's what we want. We want inner peace. Can you think of anything more? <laughs> that you want, then have inner peace. If you've got inner peace, then you've got a calm mind, 
a reasonable mind. You can approach your day evenly. Nothing is going to really disturb you. So the question, as I just said, is how quickly do I give my peace away? How quickly can it be taken away from me? And nothing should do it. There should be nothing on the news. There should be nothing on television. There's nothing that somebody else says. Even if it's true or not true, it doesn't matter because if you're letting it take the peace away from you, then you're letting it take the peace of God away from you. That is so helpful. That is a great measure that we can all relate to. And sure. I, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up that word rude. I remember thinking about something the other day and thinking, um, oh, that something that I had done, uh, like, oh, that, that could be rude. And mm. rude is one of those labels. Right. And I have found that the ego loves to label. Oh, of course. As a way Absolutely. of segregating and separating. And All right. Yeah, so do we live without the word rude? How do you how do you do that? Well, you become really conscious of and it's <laughs> <laughs> and it's well that's really true. You become more and more conscious of like you know, I have this one CD that I produce called Word Fasting and Miracle Diet. It's my best-selling CD. I just got through ordering a second, another batch of another second batch. I don't know how many batches I've ordered. But I just got through ordering a batch because I just did a little tour of the Midwest and I sold out everything that I had on that particular one. It's only an hour, but it goes over all of the words that I suggest eliminating from your vocabulary. You know, Jesus in the Gospel says it's not what, you put in your mouth that defiles you, it's come out of your mouth that defiles you. Mm. And it's like we're spewing this stuff onto other people. Well, nobody appreciates having that kind of stuff be spewed out onto them. And some words are such giveaways that it's like, for example, <clears throat> uh, quickly, words that indicate you know, that you've lost your balance, you're upset. Mm-hmm. See, the, real, the real question here is what? is it that is upset? That's the real question, the question behind everything, because that that only an ego can get upset. You know, only an ego can have that problem. And the major basic teaching, of course, in miracles is you are not an ego. That is not who you are. You're not an ego. You're a child of God. And nothing can take the peace of God away from you. I mean, Jesus can go to the cross without having the peace of God taken away from him. So... You know, he says of himself it was a radical example. You know, we don't we're not being asked to be crucified, but in other ways, uh, we don't need to allow this kind of distraction. Another good word besides upset is uh, offended. Why that's, that has to do with balance too, because you're off the end. Why would anything off end you? Who is the you that is offended? Or other words. But they're like disappointed. Who who is who is disappointed? Who's the you that's disappointed? You, you, I have a lot of list of words <laughs> that are examples of them. We see some of them flying around on the, on television. Another good <clears throat> set are, are all the name calling words. Anything that is stupid, idiotic, ridiculous, absurd, insane. Those are all just name calling. And when we get around to calling name call, we certainly aren't loving each other. We aren't certainly seeing each other <clears throat> as the brothers and sisters that we really are. 
you know, the Course is really clear that there's nobody out there, nobody out there that's not loved by God and needs to be loved by you too, even in those cases where it looks like something pretty um, terrible has happened. You know, I have a friend, what's an interesting thing to say, that I have a friend who's a serial killer. Um, and there's, he's in jail, of course, now, and all that sort of stuff. But he, of course, when I was first met him, he was not a serial killer. Um, and uh, I got to know him on a different level. Uh, I could see that he was a bit disturbed in different ways, and he, of course, he never got acted out. And <laughs> during we actually lived together in California back in the '60s. Wow! But <clears throat> yeah, he was my housemate for uh, about 18 months. But he was really a, a, a turns out a really deeply disturbed. But partly because you have to think about. He saw his mother commit suicide when he was seven years old by jumping off the roof of their mansion in Scarsdale, New York. And when you look at the lives of those boys, that, for example, that did the Parkland shooting, the one that did the bombing in Boston, the one with the bombing in Boston, I was supposed to give a talk at a church on the Sunday after that occurred, and I think he, the bombing was on Tuesday. They found him on a Thursday. It was big stuff in the news on Friday and Saturday, and then I went to this church, and I just, I don't know what I was going to talk about that morning, but I just scrapped the whole thing, mm. and I talked about what I call, the title, I made the title of the sermon, The Boy in the Boat, because they found him in a boat, you know, he was covered up in a boat in the back of a yard. Mm. And he'd been wounded. He, uh, his brother had been killed. He'd killed nine people and wounded twenty some other people. And I said, "What's going on in this boy's mind?" You know, and and everybody hates him. Everybody hates him. Uh, it just you know they just want to kill him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because of what he did. But how? And then the real question is, but how does God see this boy? You know? Right. How does God see him? God sees a wounded child. A terribly wounded child who is suffering greatly, mm-hmm. uh, and that went true, I think, for the Parkland one as well. When you look at the eyes of that boy after they after they caught him, it just completely. One thing that's interesting about these about was true for my friend who's the his well his name is Bob Durr. Some people may know him um, because he's been in the news a lot, but. One of the universal characteristics that these folks have is that they're loners, and uh, they often have had not good childhoods at all. What I mean is they, they didn't get the kind of love that you and I perhaps got from our parents when we were kids. <clears throat> the same thing I noticed was true. I watched a documentary on Prince, and it was talking how Prince was a loner, an absolute mm-hmm. loner. You know, he did it all himself. He made it all himself. And I heard Lady Gaga, interestingly enough, on uh, a television thing one day saying that the the worst part of being famous was it was so isolating. You felt so alone at the top. (laughs) The the Course in Miracles says that God created us, uh, and our whole purpose here is one of sharing all of relationship. And the greatest joy that we have, mine says, divine abstraction, which is an unnamed for God. Divine abstraction takes joy in sharing. 
and we really do. If you want to, you want to do something, you get together with friends to do it. You know, sh- mm-hmm. share with the people that are like-minded uh, that enjoy the same kind of activities that that you do. You know, so and I think even all of um, heaven is about relating. Actually, <laughs> it's yes. about the joy of sharing yes. on a deeper level. You know. So we're not not isolated. We're not broken off. It's the ones that are broken off and isolated that are, they're capable of killing other people because they don't relate. They don't have the connection. They don't have the heart. They don't have the love there that would keep that keeps them from doing that. And they're also very selfish. My friend was very selfish. I realized that mm. later on. Right. Mm. Yeah. So. That's it's pretty deep psychology here, but yes. it's really it, it's really looking. We're we're here to help each other. We're here to gift it. You do a tremendous amount of that, <laughs> and you do a tremendous well. You do, you know. I know you do a tremendous amount of helping other people and and helping them to to wake up and to be able to to share on a deeper level themselves. So. Well, it's it's thrilling to me. There's nothing more thrilling than this journey of waking up, and uh, I uh, I just John, I'm, I just finished a retreat called Stop Playing Small, and I'm just starting my spiritual counseling training intensive uh, mm-hmm. here in North Carolina, and. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I are talking about doing uh, some teacher training classes. We're right. looking for a venue to do it this summer, uh, right. training folks to uh, in in spiritual writing inspiration, spiritual inspiration mm-hmm. in uh, teaching workshops, creating workshops, leading workshops, sure. and, and also in uh, giving sermons and talks and spiritual talks. And I, I love, as I know you do, supporting uh, people in sharing their gifts and talents because each one of us can support more and more people and so I really like being able to support the people who are supporting the people and uh, going back to what you were saying before about uh, practicing the principles and really truly living the course um, we were talking about looking at the labels and labeling and for me being willing to just give up the labels. And sometimes I I might say, this is what it seems like. This is what the appearance is. But is that really what's happening? And is that what I'd like to affirm? Or is Mm -hmm. that just my interpretation? And um, so that's one of the big things that, uh, in terms of living A Course in Miracles and practicing the principles, how how do you recommend, John, that people begin to see that it's a dream, that it's an illusion? How do we really practice that? Well, as the Course says, the purpose of the whole Course is to remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. So if the purpose is to remove the block to the awareness of love's presence, then the love can come forth. So you got to look at the blocks. You become aware of what the blocks are. And just like the 
what we're talking about a moment ago about the words. Anything that is disturbing my peace, I, I, I get annoyance, anger of any kind, frustration of any kind. Whenever I see anything like that coming up, you, know, you, you want to stop right away and say, whoa, wait, where is this coming from? Do I really know to get, do I really want to go there? There's actually a line in the Course in Miracles where it talks about that, and then it uses the phrase, go the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, literally go the other way. It's sort of a reverse and walk your horses. <laughs> but I, I only say that because that was what they used to say at the fairgrounds when I was a kid. Mm. <laughs> reverse and walk. Turn, the, turn the whole thing around. So if you're about to be angry at somebody, so let's uh, take a primary relationship, like husband or wife or a kid, you know, rather than doing that, how about going exactly in the opposite direction? and find something loving <clears throat> that you can do, some loving expression that can come out of you instead of some angry, attacking, annoying. The, the Course in Miracles says, it's interesting, do you know, it, it gives three uses that the ego makes of the body. And it's really interesting, and I can tell you what the uses are for the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit sees the body as well. But the three uses, it's an app. It's, and that's interesting, it's an app. By app, I mean it's APP, so all you got to remember is <laughs> the initials APP. So number one, <clears throat> it says the, 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 the ego uses the body for attack. And we are really good at attack. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. know a lot about attack. I mean, just <laughs> politicians are attacking each other, constantly attacking each other. You know, it's like, who would want to be involved in, in that? You know, <laughs> when, when yeah. the job is to be loving each other, how are we going to be loving each other instead? But a short study of, of any history shows you that, uh, who was it, uh, Emerson said that, uh, a study of history is just showing it's just to say one damn thing after the other. And it really is. It's just one damn thing after the other. And Emerson's not the only one that said that. Two or three people mm-hmm. attributed to having said that. I'm not surprised. Churchill is also credited of saying that. So, but that's what that's what this planet is. The, the, keep in mind the Course in Miracles says this is an insane world and never underestimate the extent of its insanity. So it's really deep. We are slowly, I think, and I mean slowly waking up, I mean, as a, as a, as a humanity. We're slowly, you know, this, this thing that happened this last year with uh, powerful men abusing their power and making them more aware of that. And then, so that's a good sign because that's a sign that, you know, we know we, that can't be allowed anymore. But, you know, we, it's really a slow go. I mean, it's amazing to think that 150 years ago, the black man was a slave in this country. And it mm-hmm. took us 100 years to get to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which outlawed segregation. 100 mm-hmm. years after the Civil War. And do you know that next year, 1919, is the celebration of the anniversary of women's right to vote? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it remarkable? If it's only 100 years ago that we... You know, mm-hmm. that barrier was broken. But barriers mm-hmm. like that continue to be broken as we mature as a society, as we begin to actually love each other instead of continuing to find reasons to go to war, to fight each other. What do we go to war over? We go to war over concepts. 
we go to war over boundaries and borders and and silly pieces of you know the earth this part of the earth belongs to me well no none of it belongs to anybody <laughs> or it only belongs to you for the, the 30 years before you die and that's it <laughs> and then somebody else claims it belongs to them. I love the fact that American Indians never claim to own anything. Yes. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Did you, I don't know whether you saw the uh, f- series that was on last October on PBS on the Civil War. And not the Civil War. I did No, take it back. I don't mean the Civil War. I mean the Vietnamese War. Also by Ken, Ken Burns. Ah, okay. Ken Burns did the Civil War. He also did the Vietnamese War. Well, it was two hours a night for two weeks, so that's ten hours mm. of an analyzing what happened and how it happened. And just think about this: where we went all the way across the biggest ocean that there is, we killed three point eight million Vietnamese and 58,000 American soldiers. And the more you watch the thing, the more you go, what were we thinking? You know, it's clearly, we weren't thinking. You know, we just, we we were afraid. This is interesting, we were afraid. We were afraid of a concept. We were afraid of an idea called communism. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no reason ever to be afraid of an idea that's not, it's not true, but that, I mean, communism had a built-in implode in it. It was going to fall apart. It did fall apart. Look at the Berlin Wall comes a-tumbling down. You know, because we have to have free enterprise, people have got to be free. That's just a basic to the human spirit. So that will be what comes about with time. But So I, I, mentioned, I got into this by talking about a attack. You know, we just really... Uh, that's the ego saying it likes it's it's kind of like it's got the the gun loaded and the hammer cocked and it's just you say something wrong and boy oh boy bang, bang I got you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I might as well finish the other two peas. <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay. Yes. No. Finish the other two peas. The other two peas. Okay. The second P is pleasure. So we use the body for the purposes of obtaining pleasure. Now, there's nothing wrong with pleasure, but there is a potential problem with pleasure, and the potential problem is that it's temporal. By temporal, I mean it's not eternal joy. The Course speaks of as being a state of of, of permanent. It's it's eternal joy, right? But pleasure... Of, as it's of the body, it has to be repeated again. So you eat, and that tastes good, and that was nice, but now you've got to eat again. Or you drink, and then, but now you've got to drink again. Or you have sex, but you have to have sex again. So what happens, of course, is that we begin to overdo those things. So we, we overeat. We never undereat, by the way. We never underdo any of these things. We never underspend. <laughs> We overspend, you know. We <laughs> we're over. We got a lot of overage here, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so then we run into the possibility of an addiction. And once the addiction is there, <clears throat> then it becomes a, a struggle to break that uh, addiction process. 
I'm working on a, starting to work on a whole new book now on the power of decision and, and and looking at how we get caught in negative choices and look how we can. There's such a thing as positive addiction as well. Exercising is a positive addiction. Meditation is a positive addiction, etc. You want you just you, you, things to get the the motion going in the right direction, and so that we really do feel better. Anyhow, P is the second one. And then the third one is also P, and that's P stands for pride. So we take pride in our DNA, our heritage, our letters in front of our name, letters behind our name, <clears throat> whatever it is that we take pride in, and that leads to kind of ego aggrandizement where we become, we think that we're something we're not. So I often say, I guarantee you there are no reverends in heaven. <laughs> There are no PhDs, there's no doctors, there's no captains or lieutenants. What would we need war people for <laughs> in a place like heaven? <laughs> heaven is a state of mind, by the way, of course. Is it's not, don't, it's, there are no streets, there are no cars, there are no... I once read a sermon that was written by an a 18th century minister in England, and he describes heaven as a place where there's beautiful horses and carriages. <laughs> From an 18th century point of view, right? So anyhow, that's the that's the app. So we watch out for attack, for pleasure, and for pride. Got so it? helpful, yes. Yeah. In, the, in a world where we live with apps, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. that's great. Yeah, apps uh, are a valuable part of all of our lives, or most of our lives, right. with our phones and our computers. And so, uh, yes. Very helpful. You know, you, you, John, you started that by talking about um, removing the blocks to love, right. removing the blocks to our awareness of perfect sure. love. So what I notice, um, especially having just done this Stop Playing Small retreat and, and uh, training spiritual counselors, is that it's such a common thing for us in our human experience that many times we don't even wish to look at the block, to acknowledge the block, because mm-hmm. it seems as if the block is so big, it's like a huge mountain, and we're just a tiny little person. And so we, we, we have no concept that we could actually even remove the block or let it go. And um, So that's why you want to... Yeah, let's talk about this when we come back from the break. I'm hearing the oh, music, okay. and uh, it's sure. time for us to go into our our break here. I'd like to okay. let everybody know that John Mundy's uh, Practicing the Presence class is a six-week class. John's doing it on uh, video Zoom, and it starts on Thursday, May 3rd. And we'll talk about that when we come back from the break, too, but you can sign up for it at jenniferhadley.com or miraclesmagazine.com and you're listening to A Course in Miracles where we're living the love we're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio and we'll be right back You've been listening to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk 
with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is author and Course in Miracles teacher John Mundy. And we are talking about living A Course in Miracles. We're talking about practicing the principles of A Course in Miracles. And uh, John is preparing to offer a new class. He, this is his first class on the Zoom platform, which I teach all my classes on Zoom now. I just love it. So it's a video platform where you can, if you wish, you can turn on your video camera and we can all see each other. Those some people still like to uh, see everybody else, but not themselves and uh, that works too but it's nice that we can really see each other you'll be able to see john in the class it's a six-part class called practicing the principles of a course in miracles and um it starts on thursday may 3rd and you can register at jenniferhadley.com living a course of miracles.com miracles magazine dot com and uh is it miraclesmagazine dot org or dot com dot org o r g it's important okay dot org yeah, and uh, John's also the publisher of Miracles Magazine which is chock full of all kinds of uh, useful uh, articles information and support and I've been telling people, John, that uh, this video class can then become part of their library of Course in Miracles mm. resources. And something that um, I don't think I've ever talked about on the radio broadcast is that the classes that I sponsor are, uh, we have a member site. So because people become a, a member of the site, it's a free membership. Uh, then whether they're uh, participating in a free class or a paid class, all their access to the class is always there at the member site. If they don't remember how to log in, they can just ask us and we can tell them uh, what their login is or they can reset their password. But it's just great because sometimes, uh, I know for me, I I, I have bought many downloads and audios and things like that in my life where I don't remember how to access it anymore. I don't have clue number one how to get at it. But with this member site for years and years and years all the things that we've done people still have access to every single one of them. So I just wanted to let people know that they'll get the audios for your class, they'll get the videos for your class and they'll get the transcripts for your class. So and then and they'll be part of that library at the member site. But, of course, they can download everything onto their computers as well. And uh, do you want to say anything about the class before we go back to the question about blocks? Well, it's, it's going to be a basic class in the sense that, you know, the first thing we'll do is talk a little bit about the history. Uh, I want people to introduce themselves. Um, and then we're going to, going to do the ABCs of the I mean, I'm going to provide... 
what is the Holy Spirit, who's Jesus, who's God, you know, sort of like a little, look, little bit of a look at the glossary, what is atonement, etc., and get clear on that, and then we'll start going into the metaphysics of the Course, and why is it that the Course says the, there is no world, and what, what does it mean when it says times of vast illusion, and why is it that uh, we're not, we are not who we think that we are, etc.? Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I know people really <clears throat> appreciate your offerings tremendously and uh, uh, your miracles in Manhattan and the videos that you've done about the text. Uh, mm-hmm. It's You're so clear and concise and people can really uh, appreciate and see beyond sometimes the cryptic nature that sometimes we find in the course. So, going back to blocks, when right. when a person feels, maybe unconsciously, because I know this was a big sure. thing for me, uh, unconsciously I felt that my blocks were so big, so immovable, I, there was no point in looking at them. Oh. What am I going to do? I'm just going to feel bad about myself. So when, <laughs> right? So why would I, no. better, better I should go have a cocktail than look at this mountainous block and say once again, oh yeah, you're a loser. So when we feel like that, how can we apply the teachings of A Course in Miracles to get the heck out of that place? Well, I think the the first thing is to don't look at it as a big block. By that I mean just look at it as something that we can begin to chip away and we can begin to remove the, the parts that are annoying to us on a, a conscious level. You know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, Leonardo da Vinci, or is it Michelangelo, rather saying that uh, the whole thing was just to take away the part of that wasn't David out of the marble block, and you get down to the self that's really there. So it, it does require work. You know, what might be a good thing to do, and before the break, we talked about how the ego uses the body, it might be good to talk just a little bit about how the Holy Spirit uses the body as a means of removing those blocks. So mm. here's the way that the Holy Spirit sees the body. First of all, it sees the body, and there's no acronym for this, unfortunately, but there are letters that we can use. That The letters are L-C-F-H, and I'll explain what those letters are. So the primary purpose of the body in the hands of the Holy Spirit is it is a learning device. That's the primary reason we have this thing. We're here to learn something. I think everybody feels as though, yeah, we're here to learn. When I when I look out at an audience that I'm addressing, sometimes I'll think, why are you all sitting here? they're sitting there because they want to learn something they want another insight they want another idea something that's going to enable them to to wake up a little bit more to to go a little deeper into understanding you know how the heck we got here in the first place and how the heck we get out of here so l it this is a learning device so one thing health-wise uh Seeing how this is a learning device, <clears throat> one of our first challenges is to keep this thing working uh, well, to keep it working right, so that it, it can be a good learning device. You can't. It's hard to learn trying to work with a, 
a body that doesn't work well, right? So Mm -hmm. whatever that means. I mean, whether it's doing yoga, doing exercises, you know, watching what you eat, all those things. We don't need to go into that. It's obvious the kinds of things you have to do to keep the mechanism itself. The brain is a computer. This is also a vehicle. It's a communication device. And that's what the, the second letter is for, the C. The second letter is C, and that stands for communication. So this is a, a learning device. The primary way we learn is through communication. That's what we're doing right now. We're communicating with each other about these ideas on this show. And if you read a book, you're looking at words, you're reading the course, you're reading another book, you're trying to gather information that will help you engage in the, the, the process of transformation that you need to engage in. Of course, you also need application. Mm-hmm. So it's really a matter of doing the course called having a little willingness, a little willingness to do what I'm asking you to do. Helen Shookman once said to Jesus, uh, you know, this stuff isn't working. And Jesus said, well, why don't you try it? <laughs> <laughs> Why, why, why don't you do what I'm asking you to do so you can hear my voice even better? Because it does get better as you do it. It becomes clear. The fog is lifted. You understand exactly what you need to do as the fog is lifted and as you come to have a clear insight. And that clarity of insight comes, by the way, through in, in one really important way, just by being responsible, man, being a responsible you know that section, page 448 from the Course in Miracles has got that little zinger on the second section there, which is called responsibility per sight. I am responsible. I, mean, I am responsible for what I do. You know, I choose the feelings I experience. I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And the real clicker is the last line, which is, <laughs> you know, and, and and I accept responsibility for, you know, Whatever comes my way, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. that, but that's what I got. Right. So mm-hmm. the LC. So communication is the way. If you want to heal a relationship with somebody else, what do you do? C. You engage in communication. A really, really quick story. Uh, one of the first times I went to Helen Shukman for counseling, uh, which was really the week after she had told me about the course. I met her almost two years before she told me about the course. But um, Mm. I was in a relationship that wasn't working, and this woman started acting out, and she started calling at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and just letting the phone ring to annoy me. And people were saying, oh, get a restraining order against her. She did a lot of good things. I won't take the time to go into throwing a cup of coffee in the guard's face at the door when he told her it wasn't in, things like that. Um, Helen, I'd only told her about this for a minute or two, and she she would do this interesting thing when she wanted to make a point with me. She'd reach out and she'd tap my knee. She reached over and she'd just tap my knee with her finger, and she says, the next time she calls, answer the phone. She needs your help. You need to talk mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. And, and that night the phone rang, and I answered it at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and we talked until daybreak. And forgiveness works. And we're friends to this day. It's just remarkable how that... <laughs> but that's communication. You've got to communicate. If, you, if you're shutting off communication, 
never works. That, that, that is kind of foolishness where I see one company says, okay, we're not going to send you invoice and diplomats anymore. Okay, well, we stop communicating with each other. That's not what we want to do. We want to be engaged in deeper levels of communication with each other because underneath we really do love each other if we could just see it. Mm-hmm. So see, so this is a learning device. The main thing we use it for is communication, whatever that means. But what we're communicating with is is F, and F is forgiveness. And for all the forgiveness means, it just means letting it go. That's all it is, just letting it go. Do not make this an issue because you're going to hurt yourself. You, When you engage in forgiveness, you are the one who's free and you're the one who's liberated. And then finally, H, and H is the goal, and the goal is healing. It's health. It's getting back to a healthy mind, a whole mind, a healed mind. And that's the process. So you go just slowly start engaging in that process. And if you see a problem, A, realize that it's your responsibility to be dealing with it, whether it's losing weight, getting out of debt, whatever it is. <laughs> Nobody can do it but you and and, and feel good about it. Right? So, there. Yes. And, and you know so much about healing because you have really, you've, I almost want to say battled for your life uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> with illness. And yeah, three times. So, yeah, so in being uh, deathly ill, practicing the principles of A Course in Miracles with um, that kind of experience, what about, what, what would be one useful thing if somebody is really, uh, challenged on a physical uh, level, what what would you share with them? Well, A, believe you can get out of it, because mm. you can get out of it. Uh, B, do the practical kinds of things that you can find out on the Internet that you can do. It's interesting how the, the course is, the mind, the, the whole pur- purpose of the mind is, is to use for the purpose of healing. Minds can make us sick, our minds can make us well. And I have a good illustration of it. Um, my father had Alzheimer's. His sister had Alzheimer's. Uh, his cousin has all, had Alzheimer's. I mean, it's, our, our family's riddled with it, right? And um, a friend who has the same heritage that I have four years ago once said to me, aren't you afraid that you will get this? And I said, no. And my friend said, well, she was deathly afraid of it. And mm. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to say that today she has it. And uh, so far I seem to be, I mean, I forget things, but um, I'm 75 years old and, and <laughs> you know, I can't be writing these books and doing these lectures and stuff. And uh, Another thing is just to keep that mind working in the right direction. You know, so it's where we put our belief, whether we're going to be well and how we're going to pursue that reasonably, logically, as well as just also just believing that, uh, I remember when I got, when I had cancer, um, 
one of my first thoughts was no. <laughs> no, this is in my script. But it was in my script because I had it. But it's interesting enough, for some reason, I don't know why really, but I never believed it was going to get me. I just never believed that that it was just an annoyance. And it was an annoyance that lasted almost a year, but it went away. And it really went away. I don't think that I will that will ever take me not that <laughs> in the end it'll be something else right. well let me ask you do you because do you think it is in everybody's script that the possibility of complete healing or might um, might there be another script that's the highest possibility is not healing well sure but. i mean you know i think in in some instances uh, especially the the thing to do is to go i mean it, it mm. is to let go and mm. to, to die i mean that's a healing too i mean <laughs> on the spiritual level you know right. you get you get free of this but several times the course actually refers to the body as a prison and it's really good to be out of prison and out of the out of the drama and and to another position where you can oh, just and the bodies are very heavy, even light bodies are very heavy. There are a lot to deal with. <laughs> when I had when I had encephalitis, which although I don't know it, the doctors tell me that was the closest I got to dying. They they mm. several you, you do not know how lucky you were that you, you out of that and you came out of it whole I mean, mm. completely came back um, <laughs> the first day I was home from the hospital I couldn't eat I had lost 30 pounds you don't you, you when you lose a lot of weight you don't want to eat it, mm. I was watching my family eating chicken and I thought this is the silliest thing teeth are the weirdest things when you look at them and now I got the, got the whole digestive system and elimination process it's just we won't go there but <laughs> it's just a lot to have to deal with that's one of the reasons you want to keep it working good so it doesn't become an extra heavy thing to deal with you know mm-hmm. yes yeah. yes right. well as people can hear, there are so many powerful opportunities to apply the teachings of A Course in Miracles, the practical principles, in a way that we're really living it, that improves the quality of our lives, that improves our ability to experience the peace of God consistently. And uh, I know this is the most miraculous thing in my life, is how much my relationships have improved, and how, I, I mean, I... I just don't feel badly about myself anymore. That doesn't happen Very to good. me. Yeah, yeah. but I used to feel badly me. about myself many times a day. And so I, and I never imagined that it was possible for me. So this is why, uh, like you, I'm so interested in this practical application. So I, yeah. I like to remind people that John's class starts on Thursday, May 3rd, but you can join at any point. If you come in late, you'll get the 
audio and video and transcript downloads and you, you can uh, pick up uh, right then. And uh, I'm sure this class is going to be so valuable. It's going to be available for years to come. I also would like to have you mention that CD that you mentioned at the top of the broadcast. John, what was that called again? It's called Word Fasting, the Miracle Diet. It's about becoming very, very conscious of the things that come out of our mouth and then uh, dropping. I have two sets of categories. One, words you can completely eliminate, just like you would eliminate sugar or something from your diet. And then others that you can eliminate, but you can cut back on the frequency with which they appear. It, it's fun. I, I keep seeing new things. I need to rewrite it. <laughs> I redo it because it could, you know, what was an hour could now become an hour. <laughs> Two hours, I mean. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. So, and people can order that at miraclemagazine.org? Right. Okay, great. Uh, so, I, I'd like to thank you for being on the show this week with me, John. Always very. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the broadcast. And um, next week, Tammy Keeves is going to be my guest. Right. And and that I'm looking forward to. We always have a lot of fun together. And uh, I'd also like to say, uh, just before we close out here, that... Uh, we, uh, at, at jenniferhadley.com, livingacourseofmiracles.com, so grateful for the contributions that people make that make this radio broadcast possible and also that make it possible for us to, uh, give away the transcripts for free. So, uh, cause that, it's not free to have the broadcast transcribed, but because of the generous contributions and consistent tithing that people do, we're able to make all these transcripts available. And uh, we have so many people around the world from so many different countries that English is not their first language. It's a great gift to be able to support. Also, um, it's uh, extremely valuable to the people who are in the uh, deaf community and people who have uh, hearing issues so they're very grateful for that and uh, some people don't even really like listening to the radio show they just like reading it so uh, we've got all kinds of fans of the transcripts and I a big thank you to everyone who helps make that possible I am going to say a prayer here to close us out and I place my hand in my heart so grateful and so thankful for the love of God that lives as our very life. We are the love of God. We are the peace of God. We are the joy of God. This is our true nature, and we are grateful and thankful to see it and know it and feel it in our own heart and mind. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, 
Living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.